Welcome to St. Agnes Quick Talks. To support this podcast, make a donation by going to soundcloud.com backslash church of St. Agnes. Our last speaker of this season is Dr. Erica Kidd. Dr. Kidd is an Associate Professor of Catholic Studies and Director of the Graduate Program. She studied philosophy, Latin, and Great Texts at Augustine College and Baylor University and received her PhD in philosophy from Villanova University. She writes and speaks on St. Augustine and the Augustinian tradition. My Lenten reading for this year was The Power of Silence by Cardinal Seurat. He writes in that book quite eloquently about our need for silence, particularly in the modern world. Quote, It is vitally important to withdraw to the desert in order to combat the dictatorship of a world filled with idols that gorge themselves on technology and material goods, a world dominated and manipulated by the media, a world that flees God by taking refuge in noise. There, we get some distance from everyday events. We can flee the noise and the superficiality. The desert is the domain of grace, end quote. Well, I was reading this when the novel coronavirus of 2020 came along, and the ensuing quarantine looked to me like a great opportunity. Here was a chance to cut out the errands, the book clubs, dinner parties, playdates, eating out, buying and returning things, conferences, cross-country flights, family reunions, piano, swimming, taekwondo, and just be still. I thought here was my chance to get some of that good Lenten desert quiet, that distance from the everyday. I was going to pray, read some novels, and snuggle my four-month-old baby. Well, we all know that nature abhors a vacuum, and businesses and organizations seem to as well. As my husband began working from home, and my five-year-old school informed me that I had become a homeschooling mom overnight, my desert began to fill up. Clothing companies started emailing me daily just to check in. Getting groceries became a major multi-day project. Piano lessons went online and, for I know not what reason, expanded to two days a week rather than one. Zoom playdates and book club meetings proliferated, and everyone I know started emailing me cool opportunities for prayer or drawing lessons, pictures from the Vatican museums to print out in color, the bread recipe everyone is making, or a huge list of books my five-year-old should have read already. And then, in the midst of all of that, as I kept reading, I came to these words in Surah's book, quote, Silence is not the exile of speech. It is the love of the one word. Now, this is a really insightful comment, and one of the reasons I know this is because it comes quite clearly from Augustine. And if it's, you know, if it's Augustinian, it's probably right, just to let you know my biases. You all know Augustine. He's the fourth century bishop uh, of North A- from North Africa. And what struck me about these words is that they seem to suggest some structure. They were a reminder that silence isn't just a vacuum. It's not just emptiness. You can't go into the desert without a plan and expect it to be a Zen garden. Something, silence has to be something else besides just this clearing away of noise. Now, Augustine is a great companion to anyone thinking about silence for at least three reasons. First of all, he was a great rhetorician, and his worldly rhetoric is quite literally silenced at the time of his conversion. He develops a throat ailment and actually can't speak very well. And so there's this um, kind of literal picture of a spiritual reality that God is silencing Augustine so that he will be able to relearn relearn the language of faith, which is going to have a lot to do with scripture and uh, reading the Psalms. 
Second, silence is a great theme of the confessions. Augustine writes about the apparent silence of God and then about his learning to hear where and how God was speaking, because so often God was speaking to Augustine, but Augustine was deaf to it. And so Augustine tries to figure out the causes of that deafness and how to become more attentive uh, to the voice of his father. And then third, we know that silence was a deep desire of Augustine's heart. He was a busy bishop. He often sort of ended up operating more or less a small claims court in his diocese. He was preaching. And, and what he really wanted was time to meditate on God's word. Now, Seurat's suggestion that silence is not the exile of speech, but rather the love of the one word, strongly echoes one passage in particular from Augustine's Confessions. I'm thinking of Book 9, where Augustine describes a mystical experience he and his mother had. This takes place just after Augustine's baptism, when he and his son and his mother and some others are preparing for a journey home to North Africa. They're in the Italian port city of Ostia at this point. And Augustine and his mom find some time alone for a conversation with each other about the life of the saints in heaven. And this conversation foreshadows Monica's death, which will happen a few days, a few pages later. But so they're talking about what heaven is like, what life is like for the saints in heaven. And the upshot of this conversation is God reveals to them that heaven is silent. Now, it's not silent like outer space. It's not just a silence that comes from emptiness. The silence Augustine describes is an attentive silence. There's, there are people present there and they're listening. Augustine gives us a couple of different metaphors for talking about heaven. The first is this. In heaven, Augustine tells us, God's people are pastured on the food of truth. And it's this beautiful metaphor, right? They're feeding on the food of truth. They're sort of, and there's, it, it, the metaphor connotes a sense of leisure, right? You're sort of wandering around, just enjoying it. So the saints in heaven, Augustine tells us, receive the desire of their hearts. And what is that desire? But to know truth and know the one who is truth. So that's the first great metaphor. We're pastured, uh, the saints in heaven are pastured on the food of truth. But secondly, Augustine's more extended metaphor for heaven in his conversation with his mother is attentive silence. In heaven, Augustine tells us, every created thing, flowers, clouds, rivers, your mom, your kid, you, every creature is silent. Now, in this temporal, temporal life, Augustine famously says, all those things, everything in the created order speaks to us of God, if we can learn to hear what they're saying. In the here and now, every single creature testifies to God's identity as a loving creator. But in heaven, every creature is silent, for they have all, Augustine says, quote, pricked the listening ear to him who made them, end quote. They are all stretched out in longing to know and hear the word of God. And that perfectly silent attention to the word of God is what it means to, quote, enter into the joy of the Lord, end quote. That's heaven, Augustine says, silent attention to the word of God. Sarah writes, quote, the silence of eternity is the silence of love, end quote. In Augustine's language, we might say the silence of eternity is the silence of loving attention. Sarah is right that entering into silence rightly can help draw us closer to God. And Augustine's picture reminds us of what that silence looks like ideally. Now, we're not in heaven yet, but there are ways that we can try to approximate or try to reach out towards that kind of silence. 
What Augustine's picture tells us and what Seurat's word, words hint at is that the end of all our seeking is silence, not blankness, not emptiness, but learning to cultivate our attention to hear the one word, the one whom we hear and seek through all his creatures. We don't just need to clear away space by turning off email notifications or giving up Instagram, though that could be a good idea. What we really need, Augustine tells us, Seurat reminds us, is to deepen our love for the word by turning towards it, by turning towards him as our very food and nourishment, and by making it our prayer that we might become more attentive to all the many ways God reveals his word to us through his creation.